2: guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Chuck on Score North and scorenorth.com. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Hello. Welcome in. Hello. To reckless speculation Thursday. Hello. 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 Speculation. Speculation. Speculation.
3: I thought it's like reckless Jacqueline, Jacqueline was going to start singing Thursday. the Adele song. Hello.
2: Yes. <laughs> it oh is god. me it's me oh, oh god um, it's i'm here to speculate uh so every thursday on this show we bring in our friend darren doogie wilson from the five eyewitness news sports department the scoop podcast you can find him a couple times a week here on minnesota sports with Mackie and judd and we Hello. have another another log on the dalvin cook fire here so another Dukie, you've huh? been, okay all right you've been uh, talking for weeks and weeks on this show that eh, there's a good chance, Dalvin Cook is going to be a former Viking at some point. So let's add Diana Russini to the mix. Was this on Dex? Was this just on like Sports Center or something? Or Get uh, Up this I, I morning? I think
1: Get Up is where it came from. Um, yeah, I th- it, she does her weekly hit, or daily hits with that, and then also I think with Greeny. But Greeny was off this morning, so I'm pretty sure it was on Get Up with the TV side. I, I need to get that Greeny schedule.
3: How does one get that Greeny
2: schedule?
1: Every yeah. time well, I flip Greenies, on his radio but,
3: show, it's anybody but him. Oh, he's never on that, right? But that's how does he have his own radio doing- show
2: but he never hosts it? Because he's hosting everything. He hosts the yeah. draft. He hosts NBA Countdown. He's yeah. hosting Get Out. Valid point. Yeah. He's hosting four things. Correct. Well,
0: I don't yes. care. I don't care about his schedule. I'll work three sixty five. I, want to, I, want, see, I want to see
2: Judd hosting the NFL draft, throwing it over to just being the traffic cop. All right, you know let's what? go to no, Todd you know Mel, Mel Todd. Go. That,
0: that looks like that looks like hell. Okay, so Draymond. The traffic, the, no, no, no. I have no interest in being a traffic cop.
2: Okay. Well, Greeny is the best traffic He's cop in the history it. of sports media.
0: No question about it. He's, He's fantastic. very good. He's at it. Yes. I just like his paycheck.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, maybe you can uh, go get I his agent no first, and then you can go from there. Go I talk no to the hundreds. So, all right. So, so Diana Rossini is saying all signs are pointing to a Dalvin Cook Vikings breakup here at some point. Um so is this a post-June 1st thing, Dukes, at this point? There's just been a lot of rumblings about maybe a trade for a fifth-round pick. Alex Madison probably doesn't sign two months ago for, you know, whatever it was, $3, 4000000 million a year unless he and his agent were. They signed very quickly. And my guess is the word then was, hey, you know, we can't guarantee anything, but you're probably going to get starting running back reps, so. Uh, What do you make of the latest Dalvin Cook departure log being thrown on the fire?
3: Yeah, certainly not surprising, Phil. I mean, yeah, look at that Madison contract. 93% of that two-year deal for $7 million is guaranteed. The Vikings don't guarantee Madison all that money if Dalvin Cook is on the books. Right after the draft, they get the seventh-round kid from Alabama-Birmingham, Dwayne McBride. The word was... They had a starter's grade on him. That doesn't mean they had a first-round grade, but they view him as a starter. They still have a healthy opinion of Ty Chandler. It is a pass-first offense. Logically speaking, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to pay a running back as much money as Dalvin is on the books for. Now, I still think Dalvin has at least one good year in him. I think the surgery, that major surgery he had in January, can do him a lot of good. But, yes, I feel today, just like I felt in mid-January, that Dalvin Cook is going to be an ex-Viking before week one.
0: Dukes, what's your sense, too, of the, um, not just the 2023 roster, but the upcoming offseason then into 24? Because we we went through the list a couple days ago. I believe it's 37, from some very good players down, 37 pending free agents, a lot of decisions to be made. O'Connell and Kwesi have started the ball rolling on moves. Um, I think we're entering a really, really interesting two years of seeing the reconstruction here. And I think next March might bring bigger surprises than this March did, if that makes sense.
3: It does make sense. I mean, heck, I mean, not many people are talking about this angle on Jordan Addison, K.J. Osborne in a contract year. Right. So there is a distinct possibility that one year from now, we are talking about KJ Osborne being an ex Viking. Right. For right now, Addison, Osborne, Jefferson can coexist as receivers. But one year from now, in all likelihood, right now, you know, not 100%, but there's a decent chance that KJ Osborne will be elsewhere. But yeah, I mean, it's what did you say the number is, Jed? 30 something?
0: 37 pending. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's from top, you know, it, it, it's not, all key guys but it's an interesting list and like you said like did they draft did they draft addison because they don't trust osborne or did they draft him because they also say you know what if we're gonna pay jj
3: we can't pay him too and that's it right john i mean that's my sense it's that it's not that they don't trust kj they like kj so it's more the latter
0: and our qb discussion On the show, which is continual, extends to every position, which is if you draft a guy in the first round, you get five years of control. So you don't have to pay him a lot. So, like, it makes perfect sense that you would try and backfill key positions right now as guys then leave.
3: Still see the TJ Hawkinson extension happening. So, like, that's not a guy that's going anywhere. Jefferson, we know. They will eventually pay Christian Derisaw. As well. But I mean, there's still more immediate concerns. Zadarius Smith, daniel Hunter, we touched on Dalvin Cook. Zadarius Smith ends up firing his longtime representation. So, per NFL PA records, he is now mm-hmm. represented by Eric Burkhart, who has Christian Darius on the Vikings, had Irv Smith Jr., a very accomplished agent who also has Kyler Murray among many, many clients. But He's a big-timer. Like Zadarius was with a pretty good agency. He now has elevated to a bigger agency, specifically a high-powered agent. So how does that impact Zadarius' situation here the next handful of weeks? I still see Daniil here. I think one way or another, the Vikings find a way to give him some sort of bump that Daniil is with the Vikings in 2023. I'm not there on Zadarius. Zadarius, I'm a little... In the middle still, like not 100% gone, or 99%, you know, maybe like 65 to 75% gone, but not all the way to the 90s. On Dalvin, I'm in the 90s. I mean, never say never. I'm not like at 100%, but since mid-January, I've seen Dalvin elsewhere. So at this point, I'll continue to say it's like in the 90s that Dalvin is elsewhere.
2: You know, let me, uh, it's a, this is a safe space for speculation here. Absolutely. Uh, Reckless, Reckless, Reckless speculation, speculation Thursday? Thursday. Yeah. yeah fire away. What's funny is one scenario that we've, Barely entertained, I feel like, on the show and fans. Yesterday, a ranking came out, and I forget which publication it was, but it was some sort of like analytical ranking of every team's edge rusher group from 1 through 32. And the Vikings have, right now, under contract, the best edge rusher group in the NFL. Because you've got Daniil Hunter, Zadarius Smith, both top 10 impressors last year, and Marcus Davenport, who was like fringe top 15 impressors, even though the sacks didn't translate ton of upside there plus some other depth right yeah i mean they like
3: one they like patrick
2: jones actually but I mean, of but, here, two, but here's I my this point regime too. likes
3: jones a little bit more than want so yeah i mean they have five guys right now that they really really like just not sure Darius is here week
2: one why can't they keep everyone that's my question like we haven't entertained any and i get the answer why even if, if you can get if you can get cap freed up for 2024 or 2023 even and you can get draft capital i understand but is there a chance that they would just go into the season with three really good edge rushers and find a way to make it work?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think Marcus in particular has some position flexibility, right? I mean, even Zadarius can shift inside a little bit. Yes. I mean, that's why I've been seeing for weeks, Phil, like they would really, really like Zadarius to be here. They would. Brian Flores would really enjoy coaching him. Right. But, He's made it well-known, now changing representation. You know, how does that impact things? I'm not entirely sure, but, like, he wants to be elsewhere. He thinks, even at this late date, that there's more money to be made somewhere else. But, yes, if the Vikings could convince Zadarius, who hasn't been out there, now it's voluntary workouts, but he has not been in Egan the last few weeks. But if they could somehow convince him to show up, they would happily welcome him for 2023. I just think based on the moves they've made, that's why I'm like, Dalvin, it just doesn't make sense. Zadarius, yes. Everything you just laid out, yes. There is a spot for Zadarius here. If he's willing to accept the terms of the contract he signed a year ago, that three-year deal, they would love to have him. But I still think it's like 65%, 75%, something in that range that he's elsewhere not here.
0: And Davenport's insurance for someone. Like, they that's not – because you've got three guys now that, that can potentially start, so – I think the, the X factor, and again, I find it so interesting that nothing is out about it. I think the X factor is what does Daniel Hunter want and what do the Vikings want as far as his terms? Because we're definitely looking, like there's no doubt here, we are looking at a transitionary phase of some sort. Like it's become very, very, very clear. When, when you are moving on from the guys that they are, which is to their credit, it's football, you should. But you know, if, uh, Duke's Phil and I have gone back and forth about this. What we don't know is, will Daniil take a three-year contract? How long is the contract? And does he want to be, you know, if he wants to be in the top three of edge rushers in this league, you're talking about a very massive deal with JJ's contract as well coming up. So, like, there's a lot of unknowns here, I think.
3: Oh, there are a lot of unknowns. Now, I'm not shocked that nothing has leaked. I mean, what I am suggesting is more secondhand. I'll be frank, like, Daniil's agent Zeke is closed. Like, I don't know if Zeke leaking stuff, maybe 20 minutes before something is announced, like day of. Okay. But he's not going to keep you in the loop on stuff on background. And as of now, Quasey has done a good job keeping a lot of stuff under wraps in Egan. Yes, some stuff leaks, but on Daniil, I just don't think there's also been a lot of chatter. Right, I mean, it's more Rob Brzezinski driving that bus, but I don't think a lot of that chatter has, has really picked up. Maybe it will, you know, as we you know cross into June, the mandatory minicamp about a month away. But my sense right now is, again, secondhand, not necessarily firsthand, but secondhand, is that talks really haven't gotten off the ground. I'm just saying, I think they eventually will.
2: You know what I'm really excited for? I don't know if you have any information on this. The schedule season, release? No, the Netflix docu series "Quarterback." Mm. They haven't announced it, so the NFL yes, is yes. The only two months that they really don't own any real estate in are June and July, like the end of July with training camp. And they've seen what Netflix has done for F one. They've seen what Netflix did with the PGA documentary and the and the and they've done it for tennis too. And so to do it and for those who are kind of out of the loop, so Netflix is doing a docu series following around last year. Kirk Cousins. Patrick Mahomes, and uh, who's the other one? Is it Marcus Mariota, I want to say, as the third guy? And they haven't announced when it's being released, but it's a great way for the NFL to own real estate in June or July. And I'm kind of curious. There there was a couple clips, so I think I can say this. Um, Yeah, I'll say it. What the hell? So the (laughs) NFL, the the producers have actually actually reached out to us because they're going to use some stuff from Purple Daily in some of the episodes and so they actually sent over a couple clips of samples of hey this is what it's going to look like with like Judd's voice sprinkled in giving takes on Kirk Cousins it looks really fascinating I mean it's like Kirk in his hotel room speaking candidly as candidly as Kirk will and so I'm that's probably the thing I'm most excited about between now and the start of the season
3: well yeah I mean hey Kirk is fine in a Wednesday setting in the locker room in front of 20 of us but Really, when you can peel back the lighter, get him away from the facility, whether it's a hotel room, at a South Metro residence, wherever it might be, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think he'll come out of his shell that much more. So, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. I'm curious, like, will they capture the Purple Daily episode where you guys were breaking down the Don Cousins
2: likes? Oh, man. (laughs) From a couple years ago? Do they have that audio? I think we are the reason why he deleted his Twitter account. I know you are. He, yeah. didn't, he, didn't, he didn't know that uh, the things <laughs> that you like on Twitter are public for everyone to see. So <laughs> By the way, on Cousins, experience.
3: I'm telling you, I'm not there that, like, this is it. Like, he absolutely could be here in 2024.
2: There are totally scenarios agree.
3: where he is the Vikings quarterback in 2024.
2: Totally agree. If, if he lights it up. so I mean, they ba- they basically have three options right now, unless they go way off the board. It's bring her Cousins back hope that Jaron Hall explodes behind the scenes and just looks insane in the 12 months that they're going to have him or make a really bold move from, like, the 21st slot in the draft or wherever they wind up picking. It's not going to be fifth up to second, right? So it it's more likely now than it was a month ago that Kirk Cousins is the Vikings quarterback in 2024.
3: I agree. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they'll be picking as high as... As five, although, you know, you look at that schedule, Phil, right? That finishing four Bengals and two games against the Lions and the Packers, right? So tough December stretch. Doogie's leaking the schedule. Everybody's leaking the schedule. The NFL (laughs) doing this big special tonight is the most hilarious thing because pretty much every team's schedule is already out there. Like we know, like the first eight games for the Vikings, they alternate home away, home away. So I think that's. Pretty favorable. Oh, so matches, they have matches. five primetime games as yeah. of now. Yeah. No. How many primetime games did you have, uh,
0: uh, I
1: think four? Judd, you, had, I had, four. Four. you no. had four. Okay,
3: so yeah, add one. So you were close. Yeah, not the max wow. six, but wow. yeah, right now there are five. Now, like New Year's Eve against the, Packers, I guess the Packers, like that game could be flex, right? I mean, that's a Sunday out. night that's game. That's exactly right. Yeah, so by weeks. that point, is one of those teams out of the mix or both teams, Out of the mix that there might be a more favorable
1: game on Sunday night, December 31st. A potential short week in Philly on week two on Thursday Night Mm -hmm. Football could be absolutely disastrous, too, if they fall into a trap in week one.
0: Most importantly, now tonight is the time to tell the family, hey, you know what? Off limits. New Year's Eve, uh uh-uh. We ain't celebrating anything except the sport of football. Tonight's today's the day where you learn when you get to ignore
2: your family. You Christmas know, that, Eve Christmas, as well. Wait, 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 wait! Family, New Year's Eve. You're hanging out with your. F- I mean, I'm sure some people do. I do. You don't
1: have any kids, Judd. I When I think hands. New Year's Come Eve, on. I
2: think let's get the let's get the second cousins in a room and have a couple root beer floats. <laughs> you
0: see that? See that's the youngsters. That's the youngsters. I'm talking about when you're my age. It's a fan. It's a time of reflection. The new year is upon us, but instead, it's going to be playoff time. That's what it's going to
2: be. Well, it'll be week 17, anyways. It won't quite be yeah. playoff time.
0: No, it's gonna be It's gonna be crunch time. Playoff crunch time, mm-hmm. baby
2: all of December. That's what we say. Yep. Yeah,
0: look at Doogie. Like he's like, yeah, yeah. We'll I just be- feel
2: like your analysis of what people do yeah. on New Year's Eve is a little a little off. I don't think it's a family. Analysis well, if
0: you're ever. young, yes. If you're young, yes. Well, look at Dukes. Wife and kids, right? This is a guy who's dedicated <laughs> Check yeah. back tomorrow, but yeah, today
3: I'm good. Yeah.
0: Wow, is there something is there something <laughs> no, no, that we should good. know? No, we're good. I mean, you got to be good good with the kids. You're basically their baseball mentor.
3: Kids are good. Well, yeah, Droogie made his umpiring <laughs> debut last night. Only got oh, mother raft wow. and shouted Jack? at by a couple parents, so I consider that a win. <laughs> wow. Who so and who, was, who
2: are these parents? Like what
3: eight and nine I, year old baseball, Phil, you can't make it up. Now, you know, truth be told, there were, you know, a hundred adults, right, watching the game. It was two out of one hundred that were yeah, disrupted. But yeah, stuff.
1: absurd. I've thrown out an adult as a teenage umpire. It's actually really gratifying. Oh, you just told you him you yeah. ejected yeah, someone? I, I was nineteen. Would you tell him to tell
2: him to go to the parking lot or what do you
1: I I no, I I just told him I stopped the game and I said, Are you really gonna do this right now? Are you really gonna start yelling at a kid and swearing at a kid? These kids are ten years old and you're a grown adult here? I got a round of applause actually. It was actually very wow. gratifying.
2: So what let yeah. me ask you this. What jurisdiction, because I have seen that before where an umpire will like try to throw out a fan, what jurisdiction do they have to do that? Because if you're the fan, you could just say no, that's ridiculous. I'm not leaving. I'm, just, I'm a, It's a.
1: Luckily, it was right by. Uh, I'm I at a uh, Parkway Little League, east side of St. Paul. Uh, shout out to Parkway Little League. Uh, and it was right by the clubhouse. They have four or five fields. This field happened to be like literally a. I could throw a baseball to the clubhouse, and I just said, "Go talk to them. Like, they're you, you cannot be here anymore." And I threw them out.
0: It was very great. Wow. I would have t- told you to definitely one hundred. Oh, that's fine, and
1: that's fine. You already swore once at the. Your kid, thing so is now.
0: The key is to walk off. That. That's the clip that went viral is the umpire basically says, if you say one more word, we're done here forfeit. And, and the parent did guys like, yep, forfeit we're done. And he just walked off to his car and the, and the guy is yelling. I can't believe you did this. He goes, it's your fault. And walks away. (laughs) That's what you got to do. Now, the problem with that is you forfeit that you uh, don't, don't get your check. And that's the most important I don't think these the guys are doing thing. it for the Jets. What,
3: what did Droogie get paid? 25 bucks for last night. He was supposed to be the field dump, but the field dump didn't show up, so he had to work home play.
2: <laughs> so he's working the game. Does the home play dump get paid more than the field dump usually? No, no, same pay. See, there should be a no, He's crowd. smart. He's to...
3: like, I don't need to Let's deal unionize. with all that. Let me just <laughs> work the field. And, you know, eight and nine-year-olds, there's minimal action in the field. Right. It's typically strikeout or walk. Right, maybe error. there's one play in inning, yeah, error, whatever it is. It's not like there's a whole in lot of room? you know plays that you really like need to be super engaged on to make the call. A lot of past balls, right? Wild pitches, the catchers interference. Guys is, get the second, third, the toughest home. for
1: the kids because now they're starting to catch and they like to reach that glove out. And, you know if the bat hits the glove, you get like one warning, but then afterwards, and I got a reward. Catchers interference, it's a whole thing it's uh, a whole th- th- thing it, it, do you have
0: thing. to or do, do you sort of work with the kid to be like i okay, give him
1: a we- pass for a little bit but if yeah. it keeps happening i have to sure. I, I you know no, I, there's consequences for your actions so you gotta you gotta wow gotta step up but
3: initially know? i think the idea is the ump helps the kid explain okay yeah. here's what you did wrong here's what you need to fix
2: Right. It's like a block, right? You know, yes. if uh, if you want to go to a game and yell at umpires with very little repercussions, why don't you go to a Twins game? Get your tickets at Twins.com slash tickets. Twins.com slash tickets. Last night, the best hitter in the American League lately, Max Kepler. Just been mashing baseballs with his sixth home run of the year. Alex Kirloff is back, at least for now, and, uh, and delivering game-winning knocks. The Twins are above five hundred. As we sail into the middle portion of May here, twins.com slash tickets. Also, gentlemen, a shout out to our friends at Dennis Kirk and Dennis Long winter is over. It's motorcycle and riding season. Make sure your motorcycle is ready with Dennis Kirk. Whenever you ride, you'll find what you need at Dennis So you can ride more and wait less over one hundred eighty thousand parts and accessories in stock clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over eighty nine dollars. If you order by eight p.m., they ship the same day. Everything you need for your ride. At DennisKirk.com. All right, I'm going to grab the wheel here.
3: Yeah, by the way, I picked That's up my Twins tickets for Memorial Day weekend. The
2: Blue Jays are
3: here. That'll be a fun nice. weekend. That's
2: Learn more at marines.com. So, okay, if you are in the camp of Timberwolves fans, and there are a lot of these people that want Carl Anthony Towns gone, shipped out of town, traded for something, the fact that the Knicks are going to be maybe losing their series, Boston's on the ropes, the Nets are always looking for a shakeup, I feel like there's a lot of interesting steam swirling around there was a there was an article from like heavy.com. Some NBA insider a couple weeks ago quoted some Eastern Conference executives saying the Knicks in towns are like the worst kept secret. Well, I mean, um, we've
3: suggested Knicks interest going back a while. I mean, how real you got you Leon Rose the running the Knicks, is? who was Cat's first agent. You know, and Tibbs isn't how like re- an how real is like an anti it? Well, I mean, how real is it?
1: I in, think the Knicks are two. going to
3: be in the market to do something. Big, I think Cat is here next year. So, I mean, I'll just I'll throw that out there right now. I think Tim Connolly is here. I think Cat is here to start the year. We might be having a very different conversation a year from now. I've been saying that for a while. Judd, you talk about this time next year being very fascinating, maybe more so for the Vikings. I think this time next year, way more fascinating for the Wolves compared to right now. But, yes, the Knicks would be one team. Heck, if the Suns lose tonight. Now, I don't know how the Suns would compile a package, but... I would say the Suns would be a team to watch. The Dallas Mavericks, for sure. So those would be three. Potentially Brooklyn, all the ammo they now have. So maybe the Nets. And hey, if the Celtics lose, right, do they do something with Jalen Brown? Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be the first call I would make. If you are inclined to move Cat, I would want to find a way. I think Jalen and Ant could coexist. I think they would find a way. I think Jalen Brown... is as underrated as underrated gets. I think Jalen Brown is uber, uber talented. I am like the biggest Jalen Brown fan. So that would be the first call I would make, but I'm not sure even if Boston loses game six, is that tonight? Probably is tonight, huh? Is it a doubleheader tonight? Yep. Yeah. So if they lose tonight, if Philly wins that series in six, Boston may look at the coach, first year coach, the coaching staff more so than the roster.
0: So, Dukes, what did your friend Bobby Marks tell you, though, about CAT? Because I think you briefly referenced in this segment last week that Bobby actually said trading CAT would be easier this summer than next, correct?
3: Yes. Yeah. I mean, heck, you have to. Yeah, I mean, without going into all the intricacies, because it gets very complicated with the new CBA rules kicking in, but essentially... With him making what is it now for this next season? Thirty-five or thirty six million compared to the forty nine million, it will jump up to in a year. That when you're matching dollar for dollar, not that you can't trade forty nine million dollars, but that makes it that much harder to match the dollar for dollar. That it would just be much easier to move a thirty six million dollar contract right now compared to the forty nine a year from now.
2: Uh, by the way, some breaking news. Rocco Baldelli just announced 30 seconds ago that uh, Tyler Malley, who yep. had a known, a known arm issue two weeks before the Twins traded for him last year. Surgery. Tommy John surgery.
3: Yep. For Tyler just got Malley. the text from not anybody with the Twins, but he did. I mentioned this on Tuesday with Judd that Tyler was going for that second opinion. Judd, remember that when I mentioned that on yep. Tuesday, that Tyler sought out a second opinion this week. That doctor said that conservative treatment would not work and surgery was inevitable. So he will now undergo the surgery now, not, you know, push it back weeks or months. So Paddock, the surgery is needed Mally.
2: now. The Twins traded for two pitchers that had known arm issues, including a partially torn UCL for Chris Paddock six months before they acquired Well, and how about it? the Maybe Twins doctors
3: initially saying that, like... Going the conservative route that not needing surgery, like, where was the miss on that? Right? What am I missing on the twins' doctors missing that he needed Tommy John? A lot of questions. I mean, I know this is right in the moment. I just got the text as you were. I'm not on Twitter, but I got it from somebody else. But, yeah. Yeah, conservative treatment would not work. So why did the twins think conservative treatment would work? I'm baffled. Very baffled in the moment. So many questions
2: here. Mm -hmm. here. So this is from July 6th of 2022. And uh, this was initially it was a shoulder injury. But when you have a when you have a, a a bad shoulder, oftentimes what happens is you either consciously or unconsciously start to stress out other parts of your arm. It's like they'll say, you know, players with a bad knee in basketball, their ankles are more at risk. Right. So when you have a bad shoulder, you're biomechanically trying to make up for it, putting more pressure on your elbow. And um, yeah, this is uh, T- Tyler Malley was on the injured list. Made two starts for the Reds, I think, just to get trade value back, right? And then uh, eventually wound up with the Twins. So, wow, a couple of, couple of big risks that blew up in the Twins' face. Now, good thing they still have three really good starting pitchers at the top of the rotation, and they're in first place, but yikes. I mean, course, I feel horrible one. for Malley as well in here, a though.
3: contract year, right? I mean, the idea was to position himself for a nice payday next winter. Or maybe just receive the qualifying offer, take the one-year twenty million dollar deal for twenty twenty-four. But now, who the heck knows what his free agency will look like?
0: So on on this um, on the subject of twins pitching, let's move to the bullpen. And at the time the trade, I think we all again were on board. So, but it's interesting, uh, Jorge Lopez, who struggled again last night and mm-hmm. has been good and bad. Have you guys seen what this former Twins prospect, is it Yanier Cano, is doing? Yeah. Cano, outdoor? yeah. I'm
3: not sure in the pronunciation of the first name, but definitely Cano in the last name. Is it I think Yannier, I came close. Yeah. 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 yeah well, he's been anyway, lights out. That
0: I know. <laughs> he's been one of the best relievers in baseball, has absolutely great stuff, electric stuff. Just interesting that when you uh, throw a guy like that into a trade, that that is actually one of the reasons why Baltimore looks pretty good this season.
3: Yeah, I mean, Baltimore, I mean, heck, you know, it's unfortunate that they play in the best division in baseball, but there still is a pathway to the playoffs. But you look at all that oh, yeah. young talent, including a kid from, you know, about 45 minutes from here, Vavra, you know, the mm-hmm. former Twins hitting coach, his yep. son, Taryn is is one of the Orioles. In fact, he just got recalled earlier this week. I mean, they just, they have so many good young players. Vavra played for the Gophers as well. So, you know, nice for the Gophers. Yeah, he's a Unbelievable. Stud. Yep. I mean, I'm happy for my guy, Kyle Gibson. Love Kyle. I'll have to catch up with Kyle soon. But Kyle is, I think, pitching pretty well, Judd. Maybe you can look up the numbers real quick. But I know for a stretch, at least in April, he was was pretty darn good. I imagine just with their team success, I hope Kyle's been continuing that success. But super happy for Kyle Gibson, one of my favorite people.
2: All right, Dukes, empty the scoop bag. What else you got for us here before we wrap? Yeah, so we, well, more
3: so 1,500 ESPN, the home for... University of St. Thomas Athletics, look for an announcement on Monday. The plan right now is Monday. I mentioned this. I can't remember if it was in this space or on my TV scoop, but I mentioned a few weeks ago, Gophers Men's Hockey, University of St. Thomas Men's Hockey will play in October. So look for that official announcement. In fact, it's going to be the opening weekend. So whatever that is, that first weekend of October, maybe it's the second Mm. weekend. But Gophers Men's Hockey against University of St. Thomas Coming up in October, look for the announcement early next week. Can't remember if I mentioned on Tuesday, Jed, I caught up with Elijah Hawkins, the new Gophers point guard. He He said Utah, Richmond, Ole Miss, North Carolina State, tried to get him in for a visit. This was the only place he visited. Led Howard last year to its first NCAA tournament appearance in 31 years. Double-digit score, led them in assists. So pretty good get for the Gophers. New starting point guard, Elijah Hawkins. That means Mike Mitchell Jr., the transfer from Pepperdine, who I thought would be on the ball a lot when he committed here. Looks like he'll be the starting off guard.
2: There he is, Darren Doogie Wolfson from the 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department with some reckless speculation. good fodder and some fun speculation. Enjoy the here. schedule breakdown later, boys. Enjoy it. Yeah, Pretty wait. good schedule
3: yeah. outside of home games on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Not good for the personal life, but hey, we'll overcome it.
2: Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. All right. I just have to tell your tell your family. You can't hang out with them on uh, New Year's Eve and everything will be fine. So. All right. There he is. Doug right, Thanks for hanging out with us. You here. got it. See ya. Also a shout out to our friends at Nutrisource Nutrisource The official pet food and dog food of Mackie and Judd and score north. Yeah. Maya Mackie always with a giant smile on her face whenever old Macadac pulls out the, the scoop of Nutrisource chicken and rice.
0: So excited she's doing it in a slow-mo. And guess what? Uh-huh, that's right. Pop-Pop in trouble today because he decided to try to sleep until 8. And guess who was at the bottom of the stairs staring upstairs with a death glare? That little girl on the left. And it wasn't because she loves Pop-Pop. It wasn't because she wanted company. Uh-uh. It was because she wanted her Nutrisource.
1: Yeah, yeah Vinny's at uh, Grandma's uh, last night. So I had to make sure I had, I had the treats loaded. Had to have the treats loaded, and he's sitting proper waiting, uh, waiting for his, just uh, just kind of like Stella's. is. doesn't have the death glare necessarily. He won't give oh, me the I'm death glare. I haven't, We haven't I'm reached that trouble. stage with my, my, my dog son, if you will, but, uh, but he wants his treats, dang it. I'm in trouble.
2: Nutrisourcepetfoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. We appreciate those of you who celebrate the reckless speculation lifestyle with us on Scornor. Reckless speculation. Just know that Thursdays and every day, are an open, free, and non-judgmental zone for you to speculate recklessly on your favorite Minnesota sports teams.